Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. This is So Lit Song Lit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. And I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree. Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. So Lit, So Lit, reimagining the repertoire. In today's episode, we are discussing composer Ernst Krenek, who wrote the Reisebuch aus den Österreichischen Alpen. Did I do a good job? That was great! (laughs) (laughs) It's a big title! I mean, I have the diction police sitting next to me, so (laughs) I was wondering if I was going to get pulled over. (laughs) But all joking aside, this is an interesting composer uh, because he has some ties to America, right? Yeah, he ended up emigrating to America and became a United States citizen in 1945. And um, where was he before that? Born in Austria. Mm. Um, I believe in Vienna, but I'm not sure. Mm. And this cycle, it's the Reisebuch aus den Österreichischen Alpen, the travel diary from the Austrian Alps. Mm. It was composed right after he went on a trip around Austria with his parents and his, at the time, wife. This is, for me, is a cycle like a Winterreise, like a Schönemüllerin, but not specifically about a person the way Schönemüllerin is, or it's not like Winterreise. I would say it's more like Winterreise in that it's a journey of the soul, mm. but it doesn't have the sorrow and the misery that we end up with at the end of Winterreise. This is more literally him traveling around and all of his impressions, and at the end, coming back to what's important, I think. Hmm. The songs definitely take you on a journey, just like what you're describing. Mm-hmm. In the first song, let's um, talk about that, because it starts out very tonal, and then... It starts out super tonal, and the motif in the piano kind of feels like tires on, or the not, I guess they are, t- what do you call them, tires, wheels, on a train. You kind of feel like you're on a train, because you're chung, 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 chung. Mm, yeah. And it starts out super tonal, saying, I'm traveling, and I want to discover my homeland. And then, as the poem goes on, it gets more and more a, a little weird. Ich reise aus meiner Heimat zu entdecken. Mit uns Unglaube gegen selbst ist zu tief in uns verwurzelt, was an uns selbstverständlich ist uns Problem, ob wir daheim sind, ob wir geboren 
Okay, so I'm just going to go Diction Policey for two seconds. Yes. His name originally had a hot check over the R, which is that little carrot top thing. So it should be Krenek, but he got it changed when he came to America. So <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know why. I don't know if anybody in Austria would have said Krenek either, mm-hmm. but that's a very Czech letter to have. So I thought that was interesting exactly. when I saw that. I'm sure he was met with blank stares when <laughs> he corrected them. Exactly. No, you say my name like this. They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> so Krenik himself went into serialism and went very modern later in his life. But at this point, he's kind of tonal with some crazy dissonance. What what year are we talking about? This was published, or at least, I don't know if it was published then, but it was at least first performed in 1930. Mm, okay. So we would have had Berk, Schoenberg, mm-hmm. for a few years at this point. Yeah, that definitely explains some of the sounds we're hearing. Yeah. All right. Another piece that you want to talk about, Veta. I love this. You know, all of us complain about weather. Mm-hmm. No matter who we are, we all complain about it. And if anybody has seen Waiting for Guffman... Oh! Where they say, I really think if we if we work really hard, we can get the weather to change every three minutes instead of every five minutes. <laughs> That's exactly what he's complaining about. This, I should say that all of the poems or all of the texts, there is a shape to it, but there are different sort of topics. So there are things about what he notices. There's one about the different kinds of automobiles and the different kinds of vehicles and the traffic that they, they encounter along the way. Then there's some about nature, like this Veta, the weather. And then there are some about homesickness and kind of trying to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. So when we get to this Veta, within the first page, basically what he's saying is the weather changes every hour. And on the first page, we get three tempo shifts. Hmm. So he's changing the weather as quickly as he's changing meters. Und wenn ein Mensch ist das Wetter, in den Wolken nicht bequem und nicht dem Wunsch des Reisenden entgegenkommen. Unverlässlich wie ein Lieferant wechselt es von Stunde zu Stunde, von Tal zu Tal. You definitely get that sense when you're listening to it. It's it's all over the place, but it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And you know, how many of us have complained about that? We all say the same thing. Oh, man. I think if we just dial up our local news station, they also are changing their mind every couple of minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. <laughs> so you mentioned um, there's a piece about homesickness. Yes. There is a piece about homesickness, and it's actually called Heimweh, homesickness. Hmm. So when we get to homesickness... He's saying, I really wish I could go home and I miss, I miss my home. And you hear this in the piano part. It's very sparse Mm. and crazy atonal, but still so beautiful, so poignant and so melancholic as you hear this opening line. And underneath it, when the singer comes in, the left hand actually joins in a little more, but the left hand has the melody Mm. in the intro too. Find me, 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 find me,
Stunning. There's another piece, Entscheidung. Entscheidung. So that means decision. He makes the decision. This is the 18th song in the cycle. And I guess the question is what the decision is. Mm. He's trying to decide who he is. Mm. Because as the this is this is one of the fewer strongly rhythmic pieces. Yeah. We're in this it goes back and forth between three, four, and nine, eight. Mm. And by that I mean that the singer is kind of in three, four, and the piano part is in nine, eight. It throws you completely off. And it's saying, what am I longing for? I'm longing for something. Mm. What am I longing for? I'm I'm longing for a different life. For a different time where nature and humans are one, mm. and where everything that happens, gleichklang, is is like it, it works together. It is a harmony, I mm. guess I would say. Yeah. So the importance of what he's saying when you think 1930, yeah. this is between the two world wars. Yes. And this is and just before the rise of Hitler, we had just had the stock market crash. Yeah. Germany, I don't know whether it had already started, but there was like hyperinflation going on. Mm -hmm. He was in Austria, which is obviously not Germany, but they must have felt some of the effects of that. Yeah, the whole world. Yeah, it's very timely, that text. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought for that sense, there's a lot of important stuff going on in that. Yeah. And before we hit the last song, there is one song I have to talk about. The music is beautiful, but the text Mm. is... So brutal. It's called Friedhof im Gebirgsdorf. He comes to this town where they have to bury the dead standing up because there's no room. Wow. And because they're in this place standing up, there's there's just all these skeletons. And so people can pay money and walk through, kind of like the, the uh, catacombs mm. in Italy, and walk through and look at the bones. Mm. And it says, he says, so in this way, even the dead people are working. And at the end, the last line of the text is, and you get the sense that the people here are not very happy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely. Brutal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have goosebumps. I don't know if I gave anybody else goosebumps just by saying that, but I sure give myself them. I'll say, especially when you put it in the context of the time that we're talking about. I mean, it definitely puts, I mean, I think alone on its own, you would get the goosebumps, but just knowing what people were living through and going through, mm-hmm. especially after all that we have lived through lately. Exactly. <laughs> so that definitely puts a new perspective on it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And actually that leads us into the last song. There is... The song before last, the 19th song, is called Heimkehr, which means return home. And it kind of starts out almost exactly the same as the first one. You have the, almost the same little motif of the, the train, except this time it's broken up, so it's not chung chung chung, it's boo 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 But you still have the same harmony, the same key, the same overarching melody in the tenor for a few lines, so you get the sense of like... I was traveling, and now I'm heading home, so I'm still traveling. And then there's an epilogue. Ooh. And it's very sparse. There's a lot of silence in the piano part, and there's a lot of singer alone at the beginning. And then when we get to the end, we have this gorgeous moment where he says, I live, and I don't know for how long. Mm. I die, and I don't know when. 
I go and I don't know where, but I'm not wondering why I'm still happy. Like, he's still positive. Mm. He's still feeling optimistic about the world. Mm. So in that sense, when you get Winterreise and at the end he's lost all hope and he's just sort of mm. gone to the Leiermann, in this case he's saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when things will happen, but I'm still not worried about it. It's fine. Things mm. are going to work out. It's going to be okay. Wow. After 20 songs, that's yeah. a nice way to feel. Definitely. I mean, very timely, like I said before, to revisit something from 1930 to 2022 mm-hmm. <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> Pandemic, anyone? Yeah, right. And who knows what's ahead. But obviously, life's a journey, mm-hmm. as is music. And so if you'd like to take yourself and your audience on a lovely journey... Please check out these songs. Absolutely. And uh, if you listen to the recordings, many of the people who sing them sing them with an Austrian accent. Mm. I I would suggest that if you can. But if not, Hochdeutsch is always good. They're just gorgeous songs. Mm -hmm. They're available for purchase at Classical Vocal Reprints. And this one, because it is a huge song cycle, because of the chromaticism, because of the the vocal line in it, mm-hmm. this one I would say needs to be sung by advanced people. Definitely, so, a definitely grad student or somebody somebody who could do a schöne Müllerin, I think could could start working on this. Absolutely, I agree. Musical performances on this episode were performed by tenor Michael Wallikappel and pianist Ellen Rissinger recorded at Carnegie Mellon University's recording studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of the month. So Lit Song Lit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional song making at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. 
and we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit cincinnatisonginitiative.org audit.